Hello and welcome to the latest Safer West Mercia podcast. My name is John Campion and I'll let my guests introduce themselves and indeed the role that they play. I'm Chief Inspector Callie Bradley and I have responsibility for managing the Firearms and Explosive Licensing Unit. Firearms and Explosive Licensing Unit. It sounds a sounds a scary and indeed really uh, complex bit of work that we do in West Mercia and, and lots of members and residents in West Mercia won't know what the what the unit is or indeed probably have any contact with it at all so what does the what does the unit do or you know what's it, what's its general purpose uh it, it does a range of things uh about 50 percent of the work is to manage uh the 35 and a half thousand licenses that we currently hold in West Mercia so those would be licenses for people holding shotguns uh, and people holding uh, firearms licenses uh, for various reasons to get a firearms license you have to have just cause you have to show that you have a reason why you have your firearms license for a shotgun at the moment there's no legislation that says you have to have just cause but that might come in in the future that's one of the things that we're looking at in the future so we currently manage 35,000 and those licenses are renewed every five years and uh, we apply a very high level of scrutiny to those uh, license applications and renewals uh, in order that we put public safety first because we're always minded that um, putting uh, a weapon legally in the hands of someone who does not have the right intentions with that weapon could lead to uh, an incident uh, like they had in Plymouth in 2021. So um, that's 50% of our work. The remaining 50% uh, is around managing the license, um, managing uh, people informing us of changes to the license, change of address, transactions, moving of shotguns, um, the, the change of a firearm. So if you want to go from one caliber to a different caliber, you have to put in the request first, you have to have a visit, you have to have your security checked. So there's a whole host of things that go uh, on around the issuing of a certificate. Um, so in total, each certificate, bearing in mind we have 35,000 of them, mm. each certificate can take a number of hours within the office doing the, the public safety checks. Then it would get sent out to a, a, uh, a firearms inquiry officer to go visit the individual. Um, that could take anything between an hour or four hours if they have to check check the land that that person is shooting on to make sure that it's the right for the caliber of bullet. Because bearing in mind, if you have a certain caliber of firearm uh, and you are permitted to shoot on a neighbor's land, a farmer's land, to help them, uh, you know, cull um, pests on the land, um, the firearms inquiry officer will make sure there are no roads nearby, that you're not shooting near any other houses to make sure it's completely safe. So that's 50%. That's a uh, <laughs> that's a huge uh, a huge number. And West Mercia, uh, three uh, beautiful uh, rural shires, uh, as it were, but only 1.3 million people. 35,000 sounds like a lot for for our type of population. Where do we fit in the in the scale uh, in in England? And so Wales? we we come second in terms of the number of licenses that we hold to Devon and Cornwall by a few hundred. Right. And we, it's almost like a competition. You know, <laughs> sometimes they're ahead of us. Sometimes we're ahead, uh, depending on the year, depending on how many licenses we're able to get through. Um, but what we'd have, which um, we have more of in our force area than any other force area across England and Wales, are um, manufacturers, importers and exporters, military installations, clubs and registered firearms dealers. So put all of those together, we actually have, that makes up the 50%. 
that means on your list of things that have been licensed, there will be some interesting bits of uh, uh, fairly unusual uh, uh, firearms uh, to which are uh, not common in our society yet are here and indeed part of the uh, and, work and that's of the unit. not known. And we also have quite a lot of quarries. Uh, and one quarry alone might have a number of people that are licensed um, to carry explosives. <laughs> so we also have to go and check the security, the safety of where they're storing those explosives, how they're using those explosives, how much they've got at any one time. So there's so much, so many complexities um, in in the area of work that we have. Blowing stuff up, I think most of the population is quite grateful that there's a lot of scrutiny and indeed checks around uh, uh, the, a, the storage of them, but he, uh, who, who's got access access to them. But I can't imagine there are many people in West Mercy who think, oh, that's a role that the police would do. Um, but, you know, it is an, an important part. There are some society. things that we do on behalf of the Home Office as well. So um, the Home Office will legislate for certain things, and but they rely on the local police to actually um, in, ensure that they're meeting those requirements. So we do quite a lot of work on behalf of the Home Office and behalf nationally. Um, but yes, it's the police. Um, it falls to the police to ensure, because it's around public safety, isn't it, of course. You, um, you touched on in your introduction around the, um, the changing landscape of the, of the licensing world, and um, you, you mentioned Plymouth, and um, terrible, uh, ho- horrific tragedy that, that, that happened, but huge implications for the firearms licensing world, and, and some, you've seen some big changes uh, since in terms of process and, and others. Do you want to just, what kind of impact has that had in the work of the, of the unit? Um, well, in terms of the, the coroner's uh, Regulation 28 report that came out, which was um, came out in February, uh, there were a number of recommendations um, that both to Home Office, to the College of Policing, and also to Chief Constables. One of those uh, was for every force area to undertake a check of individuals who had had firearms returned to them, having had them taken off them for whatever reason, um, within the last five years. So uh, we employed a retired firearms officer uh, for a period of time to do a review, which meant checking a lot of systems, including our property management system, where um, if you go and hand in a firearm at a, a front counter, they will enter it into the property system. So there were a lot of checks and balances done uh, and a report put together uh, earlier this year. And there were over 200 cases that then needed a further review. And that review is still ongoing. We have a deadline of the end of October. Um, So we are working on reviewing every single one of those cases to make sure that we are still satisfied that that individual who was given guns back um, was done appropriately. So that's just one of the things. There's been other bits around changes to how the licenses issue in the first place as well, haven't there? We, on, yeah, so on the back of um, the, the Plymouth uh, shootings, uh, a review of the guidance was also carried out um, and the College of Policing have developed uh, approved professional practice, APP we call it. Um, the statutory guidance came out in 2023. So this has really um, changed the way that we look at um, and scrutinise the appropriateness of a person being eligible to a weapon. So there are a number of things within there that we have to do. Uh, At the moment, we are struggling to do all of those things, but it is understood by the Home Office that it will take forces time in order to be able to meet the statutory requirement. But simple things like doing background checks. At the moment, we check our own systems and we check the national 
uh, Police National Database. Um, so we do those checks, but there are a whole range of checks that the statutory guidance tells us that we should be doing, including social media checks, because mm -hmm. most people are on social media now, um, uh, including financial checks, including checks of whenever they've been caught speeding. Uh, there's a whole range of things that are in addition to what we're currently able to, so to do. Fit and proper person, but also any anything that might be a, a red flag to say, actually, Absolutely. there might be a problem with that person. Yeah. And there's a lot of case law uh, over the last 10 years that also helps us in making those decisions as to whether someone should be given a, a license or not. But anything that is raised with a concern will come through either an inspector or will come to myself if it's a high-risk um, application or if uh, someone has committed an offence, uh, we, we get uh, a number of those every week where a, a person who has a certificate either commits an offence or is involved in or we have intelligence on to suggest that they should not be in possession of weapons at that point in time and potentially not in the future. And that has to come to a delegated authority under the chief constable. So the chief constable makes the decision, but she delegates that to um an inspector and above uh, to review those cases and, and they're quite in depth you know there's a lot of work that goes into those so the 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 the, the perfect storm of uh, volume lots of lots of uh, activity in terms of uh, enhanced checks um lots of volume in terms of actual uh, licenses and applications um uh, and indeed that changing landscape in terms of having to go back and review as well um, uh, a huge challenge for West Mercia Police, and, and indeed, um, we're seeing longer wait times for, for, for in some areas of the work. Um, but the I and the force have acted in terms of some some investment in in recent times. Um, is it worth just outlining where we've made some original, as some uh, recent investment in terms of the kind of areas where we're putting some additional capacity and, and resource in? So. Um at the beginning of this financial year, I was asked to recruit some temporary um, caseworkers into the department um, following the, the money that you have, have put forward to help us reduce the backlog. Um, and unfortunately, uh, to recruit individuals um, is actually quite a difficult process. Mm -hmm. um, although we did have a lot of interest at the beginning um, and a number of people got through interviews, of the six people that were identified for those posts, we only have three. Yeah. It's uh, a challenging job market. We've had a resignation. Yeah. We've had people dropping out at the vetting stage. Uh, and we've had people who um, have failed the vetting. So unfortunately, we are only in a position now, some months on, where we only currently have one of those in post. Um, we have another one that's due to join us and another one that's currently with an Oak uh, Health referral. So... There are a number of hurdles that are absolutely appropriate to the recruitment of individuals within the police um, that we have to go through in order to get them in post. But some of that investment is, whilst it takes a while to make these things happen, it, it is now starting to come come online, and and it's based around giving extra capacity to actually, you know, the, the processing, the, the work. That's where the investment's been been made. Yeah, we also have a um, a bit of a bottleneck when it comes to. Um, the firearms inquiry officers so um, when the caseworker has has prepared the report and sends it to the firearms inquiry officer to go and do the visit um, we have a lot um, at that bottleneck because we have only a limited number of firearms inquiry officers to go and do that and like i said it's only 50 percent of their work yeah um and west mercy is not a, 
a contained oh, no. geographic it, it, it took location. Two hours to travel <laughs> to to you know to go and do those checks uh, and back again. Um, so we are currently in the process of recruiting three more um, firearms inquiry officers, uh, mostly to focus in Shropshire. We'd like um, more firearms inquiry officers in Shropshire because it's the biggest county, does have the most uh, licenses and the most workloads there as well. So that's currently in train. They're being interviewed next week. So a bit more capacity coming through. Um, we're, we're also potentially seeing, uh, just worth talking about, because uh, we talked about the, the what it is, we talked about the challenges faced, we talked about some of the some of the steps been taken uh, to try and alleviate some of the some of the challenges. It's just interesting to talk about what happens now, as it were. Like all large organisations, we go through a budget cycle, don't we? As we as we do, there's some changes potentially around licensing fees coming, isn't there as well? Because West Mercia Police don't make a profit from uh, from firearms licensing. It's not one of those areas where uh, we, you know it's commercially advantageous. It's it, it's an onerous uh, and indeed um, liability on the taxpayer rather than a rather than a uh, you know a um, uh, rather than a cash cow, isn't it? So it's just interesting to understand what kind of happening yeah. over over potentially the next twelve months, you know, the next twenty four months. So the license fee um, has been uh, on the cards for change for a long time, and the because it's very low, isn't it? It's, it? It is very low, and the government uh, went out to consultation, uh, and I know Basque have uh, encouraged their members to um, provide their responses on that consultation with some guidance from Basque. Um, so that has been delayed now. So it's it was supposed to be coming out in November. It's now been pushed back to January. A government announcement being delayed. It's uh, mm. never heard of. Mm. No <laughs> comment. <laughs> so um, so we, we still don't know what that licence fee is going to look like. We've yeah. been told it is likely to increase to double what it is at the moment. Um, but even that would be quite low to yeah. be able to have the privilege of having a gun it's it's not a right it's not a, a you know a right for everybody you know you really have to um go through um the, the public safety scrutiny uh, and um it's it's a pleasure for you to be able to go and shoot at the weekends isn't it so if you're really invested in your hobby um then i'm sure the community would um welcome an increase uh, to ensure that it's you know pays for the service that you're getting on the back of it because some of it isn't just hobbies as well. In, in West Mercy, as we alluded to, we not only have military and others, uh, commercial activities, but we are, live in a, a rural community where guns are part of controlling pests, as you alluded to before. And I think the uh, the professional investment in having the that licensable activity, I, I've not talked to many gun holders or potential gun holders and say the fee is the barrier. And uh, mm -hmm. I think the um, linking that with then us being able to resource it to give a... Uh, what because public safety is non-negotiable but then give a, uh, a, a more timely service um, I think is absolutely the right payoff between paying more uh, more like what it actually costs to license um, and then getting that greater um, you know level of timeliness uh, around them and and going forward then so we've got a bit of uncertainty about what might happen with the fee um, uh, but um, I like you have heard that we are likely to, to see a, a dramatic increase which is good um, but West Mercia uh, also planning further uh, investments I know we've not agreed next year's budget etc but in the planning process there is that um, how we uh, continue to ensure there is greater capacity um, in this area of, of policing. 
yeah, so I was asked to put forward proposals for um, what the flu should look like in the future. Um, and it's really important that we have a structure that meets the statutory requirements that are set out in legislation uh, and that enables uh, the staff to complete um, the requirements, the, the, the checks, etc., in a timely fashion, because it is actually written into the APP um, that uh, the uh, forces should be responsible for uh, ensuring that their flu uh, is properly resourced and produces um, public safety focused uh, results in a timely fashion. So uh, it is written into legislation and into the APP. So I've been asked to put that together. That The first draft has gone to um, the, the DEP, uh, the Deputy Chief Constable, and um, I'm just working on a, a tweak to that at the moment. And that should probably be coming to you as part of your engagement in the budget process so in terms of our listeners they are likely to hear further developments uh, you know over the next six months around how we uh, will either be changing or investing further into into obviously um i set the police budget but it's based on the operational advice of the chief constable and her and her team and i think the for, for those listening at home that journey of we've recognized that there is a there is a challenge um, we've seen some huge changes in terms of what needed to happen on top of the huge volume that was there already We've seen some response already, but it's now then how we plan to the future. And I think it's important to reassure those that might be listening that, that there is that response to it. It's never going to be quick. It's never going to be instant, is it? But that trajectory uh, to get to where we want to be, I think, really, um, really important. Um, uh, some people listening uh, might be a firearms license holder. They might be a um, they might be uh, wanting to hold one potentially in the future. Um, if you're an, if you're uh, have an existing license and you and, and you want to find out a bit more information or thinking about getting a license, where would they go and have a look and find out a bit more and understand about what's involved and indeed how long it takes and all those kind of things? Where would those listening get a bit more information? So to apply for a license or to submit your renewal can all be done online via the website. So uh, they can find the links on the website. Uh, it's really straightforward. If um, as some of our community that don't have access to the internet, um, they can pop into their local police station um, during opening hours and uh, they can have a form downloaded for them that they can fill in uh, and send off in the post. Um, I would um, reiterate though that if you are putting in a new application, you do have to wait for that yeah. because we must put the public safety first in terms of people who already have guns in their possession. So people's renewals that come through, we have approximately 500 renewals per month that come through, uh, and those must be prioritised because people have guns. There are, as of today, 89 individuals who have not submitted their renewal application on time, and therefore they are unlawfully in possession of their guns. That creates a lot of work for us in, in the unit because we then have to phone them and chase them and get them to lodge their guns with a firearms dealer or with someone who can take capacity for those guns. That's 89 individuals that haven't followed the advice when we send it through on a letter, which they get at 16 weeks before their certificate expires to remind them that they have 16 weeks 
in which to apply. So the public can help us, a licensor can Absolutely. help us. Absolutely. But in terms of finding out that information, it's on the West Mercia Police's website? Yes, it is. And, um, and indeed, um, if people have got a, a live application in the process, how do they how do they find out because we don't want people bothering us every week to see where their application is so how do they find out if your if your license is in the system we will be contacting you nearer the time um, for a grant so if you're applying for a new grant we will be contacting you when we pick your license up to start working through it because we might need some more information so we will naturally contact you okay if your renewal is in the system I would beg that you don't try and contact us or phone us because our phone lines are only open between 11 and 12 every day. And it's the same people doing the processing. It's the same people doing the processing. So that delays them by a whole hour of doing the renewals and the applications uh, because they're answering the calls. And the, the majority of the answers that people are getting back is, yeah, we'll get to it when we can. Yeah. Don't worry. You will get your certificate on time. I'm absolutely 100% happy that those who should get a certificate on time on their renewal will get it on time if it's stuck in the post or whatever you, you we will issue an automatic extension to cover any, any postal well, days and those are very low yeah. we only have 55 of those at the moment out of 35,000 licenses it's um it, it, it is an interesting conundrum isn't it in terms of we recognize a, a challenge around timeliness as in terms of some of the backlogs that, that are there but the ability to reach those backlogs is sometimes hampered by having to explain why the backlog I I is there but um, um, we are we are where we are but it's really interesting to hear the journey um, and hear you talk through Callie about the going through the issue and where where we perhaps might be going to going to next um, I you know I, I believe that, that firearms licensed firearms are part of the society we live in in West Mercia and part of our um, part of our way of life in, in some parts it's not something I particularly do myself or indeed never fired a gun um, but I recognize it is part of our not only our economy but also uh, our way of life and really grateful for you coming today and talking through and uh, hopefully the listeners will be able to understand some of the context and some of the issues that we've we've been talking about and as uh, as you said uh, more information on West Mercia Police's uh, website but also uh, some great um, uh, industry uh, sector um, information out there as well. Basque being another great um, opportunity for uh, centralised information, advice and, uh, and, and guidance. Um, thank you very much for joining us today. And, uh, and uh, we, uh, we really look forward to, in the future, hopefully uh, seeing some of the changes that we, we planned and indeed um, ensuring that we've got that, um, that timely and safe, um, safe system of, of licensing those that should be holding firearms in our, in our society. Thank you for coming today. Thank you.